Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Back to pass. Blitz coming. Allen has to get rid of it. And it's picked off in the end zone. And taking it away is Eli Apple. It's the snap. Has time. Looking left. Now over to the right. Looking back left. And now going to try to run for it. No, he's going to throw it. And it's going to the end zone. And it's going to go for another interception in the end zone to Sean Elliott. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? Goldfish. No, I. No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish. Back to pass. Pressure coming. Heaves it down the left sideline. Looking for digs. And he makes the catch over Eli Apple. Here's the snap. Fires over on the right side. And into the end zone for the touchdown is Dawson Knox. Fires out to the left sideline. And it's intercepted by Taylor Rapp. Picked off at the 23-yard line. The Bills have done it, guys. They're home next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One o'clock, four straight titles. They do it here in Miami. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Was that Sal? Yes. I just, oh. I just, I just asked Zach, is that Sal? Quite sound like him. I, I mean, I can believe fight, he, I, fired I, up. I, I believe he was that excited. He's fired up. But it just didn't sound like his voice. Breaking right. news. Carl Cheffers. Mm. For Steelers Bills. Mm-hmm. You have an opinion of Carl Jeffers. It's the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs, you've got to step up your game. We'll be analyzing Carl Jeffers' work this year. Bills have seen him. Playoff games. Jeffers. Tell me, tell me how to feel about Jeffers. What's his what's his track? Record? I would say there's going to be something in there that we're be, we're going to be concerned about. There's gonna be something he calls pass interference so much, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's gonna be something like that. Yeah. But you know, with refs. You just sort of have a gut feel. And this is a guy I feel like is in control of games when he's referee. Cheffers, he gives you that? I, I, I do. I, I've always loved his name. With authority. Cheffers. Carl Cheffers. Carl Cheffers. Uh, but I, I feel like this is probably good news. Or at least not, oh no. Okay. The, the guy who got the coin flip wrong in 1994 is refereeing right, this game. Right, it, yeah. It's a sort of a throwback wild card, super wild card weekend. Sorry, super wild card weekend. Refs from the past. Mm. Is this does this make any sense? How is it that we've lived the day to day with this Bill season, and as it happens, you and me like talking about them all the time, you know, out of obligation, and yet twenty four hours ago it was not known whether they would be in the playoffs. 
and I can't sort of reconcile that in my head right now. Like, I mean, I want to know who the, re- the line judge is for the Steelers. <laughs> I want to know the, the odds and everything about this game and whether the Bills are going to actually win a Super Bowl for once in our lives, which, you know, maybe. It's right. It's yeah. it's about as good a look as they've had in any of these years. Maybe the I, I you know I don't know like the quality of the team right now, injuries, uh, the form they're in, whatever. I mean, the pathway has I think never been easier. I mean, that's not to say it's going to be easy, and they should just roll through these playoff games and ultimately to the Super Bowl. But the conference. And being at home for two weeks, should they, you know, win in week one here this coming Sunday against Pittsburgh, it's as good as any year, you know, they're in as good a position as they've been any one of these four years now, and there's no Bengals to worry about. There's no Joe Burrow. Uh, You've handled Miami, and furthermore, Miami and Kansas City, one of them is, you know, going to be gone after this weekend. Um, and you know, we can get into what, what, you know, what might be preferable there. Uh, you know, the Ravens stand out as the team in the conference, but it's them really. I I don't want to say the chiefs are insignificant in this, but they're not what the chiefs have been these other three years. And so really, instead of going in worried about Burrow and worried about the chiefs and worried about Lamar and the Ravens and Miami, what I'm just kind of, okay, just, can I get to Baltimore? Or can someone do that for me and I get to stay home? And that's, you know, they've never been higher than this. They've never been the one in these three previous seasons where they've been a contending level team. They are the two for the third time in four years, though. So they, I think they have, they have a fantastic look at it. Uh, considering the conference, the state of the conference, the form the other teams are in. I mean, we'll see just how much kind of a, you know, clean wipe. Uh, any of these teams, maybe the Chiefs most notably, can get from you know getting through the season and now being in the playoffs, whether they like regain some swagger or something here as the well, playoffs begin. I mean, not to stay on them for long, but I said all week, I'm sure I had a lot of company, I did not want to see the Bills have to go there this week. And that was settled Saturday night, actually, unless the Bills Dolphins game had ended in a tie. Mm-hmm. They were not. They knew they were not going to Kansas City, which that took a lot of the weight off. Maybe this is why I'm sort of like used to now the thought of the Bills going. Like I'm just like, of course they're going to the playoffs. Like really, were they were they ever really not going to the playoffs? So Kansas City has Mahomes, and defensively they're pretty good, and they have the winning experience. So I would not. Maybe we'll get maybe next week. We're, yeah, who knows? We are right. spending. We are staying on Kansas City maybe <laughs> next week, but. Um, I still think they're very dangerous. And it's it's pretty open. Like, the Bills are good, and they've got their own playoff experience. They've won a playoff game three years running, playing at home. Maybe you get elements, you know, to help them. Not that that has to be the case last year. Hopefully it helps them if, if there are those elements, yeah. But I don't think Baltimore is such a level up from the Bills or the Chiefs, or maybe even the Browns, that... You, you have to look at this. I, I choose not to look at this like, but the Ravens, you know? Like, mm-hmm, it's just, right. it's not the league anyway, but it's not one of these, for me anyway, maybe I'll be wrong. I mean, dominant, perfect teams that you can just not even really expect to win. And a Bills team like this is good enough that you would usually think your team is live to win. But, you know, sometimes somebody's just, maybe this for some was the Chiefs three years ago. 
where they were the one it, and it good felt, luck. I think it felt, yeah, yeah, it felt a lot more daunting then. Maybe we're just used to being there now, but we've also watched, you know, we watch the league closely. We've seen what the Chiefs are this year and what they are not this year, and they don't seem as daunting as they have in those other years. So even, you know, I, I also was not eager for a first-round matchup in Kansas City, I, you know, because it would have meant you lost this game. I, I dearly wanted them to win and get the two, and they did that. Um, but eat, the thought of going there isn't what it was in 20 or 21 even uh, because they they look as flawed as you, if not more flawed than you. How not flawed do the Bills look or did they look last night? They had an excellent night. I mean, it was stressful. They're losing in the fourth quarter with seven points on the board. But the turnovers, you know, and the end of the half, the play at the end of the half contributing to that. Still, though, didn't we all know, sorry to sound like such a homer and, you know, obnoxious about it, but didn't we all know they were better than Miami, like, all year? When they played, they were the much better team. The questions about the Dolphins were everywhere, about the quality of their wins and just whether or not they were like on the same level. I'm asking Eric Wood uh, recently, do you really think Miami is a Super Bowl contending quality team, like that kind of team? He's like, yeah. And I I think, I don't know, like there was some reason why I would want to ask anybody that mm-hmm. because their record was good enough for it and they've been explosive and um, maybe they'll still be one, right? It's not over for the Dolphins right. here. But it's just like, they. I know the Bills were behind and – struggling to score throughout most of this game but it looked a lot they, like the the regular season game from last season like stat oh, sure. wise like the bills outgained them by almost 200 yards right. the 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 play you know the offensive play disparity was almost double um bills to dolphins i mean they, they ran 17 plays in the second half Miami. Miami. Yeah. That's it. No drive for more than four, four plays. Four of them were on that final no timeouts, you know, desperation type possession. I mean, their second half possessions were hilarious. Miami. So, yeah, I mean, they were, and they're, they're dinged up, and we knew that going in. Um, so it, it almost, you know, it might have been unsettling that the Bills had as much of a struggle as they did for a lot of the night and were trailing. Uh, but I don't know. I, everybody's different. I never felt like a panic, uh, you know, having the spot assured because of Tennessee that helps. certainly helped a lot uh, with, I think a lot of people's anxiety, but I never felt like they're, they're going to lose this game. Like it was, it was there for them. They were moving the ball. Figured eventually they'll move the ball and not screw it up at the end. Right. Yeah. Like the beginning of the game, what is this going to be? Miami throws a pick on the first series, Benford, and then the Bills just drive all the way to the three when there's the interception toward Davis. I say toward in quotes, toward Davis. <laughs> right. Another one of these. Um, really, like, that play is like, okay, well, maybe this is going to be like the Charger game or one of these games mm-hmm. where mistakes are going to ultimately be uh, be the story. But that is not what happened. The Bills are in, hosting the Steelers yeah. on Sunday. Instead, the story, to an extent, I mean, certainly Allen with another you know, on the ground, the running, the third and 13, I mean, mm. that, that might have been my a candidate for me for like my favorite play of the year, uh, considering the moment they were at. I mean, it didn't ice the game for them, but they, you know, the de- they were staring dead in the face of giving them the ball back with like three-plus minutes, I think, mm-hmm. that, at that point, and so that was huge, but... I just I think it's pretty pretty 
it's it's at least interesting and certainly notable that guys who most of the year we either were worried about or just really didn't have much of an opinion about because they didn't do much. Sherfield makes I mean, just degree of difficulty on that play. Remarkable play, concentration, come down with that. Hardy, and we waited all year. Taylor Rapp defends the, the second-to-last play or third-to-last play and then gets the interception on the final play uh, for Miami. And these are all guys that, like, I, they would not have been high on any list of, you know, contributors to getting the Bills, the AFC East, for a fourth year in a row, but there they were. Specter is another one. Right, Balen Specter, sure. Even Knox kind of for what his year has been like, but Knox gives you plays here, the touchdown that wins it as well. So uh, here we go. Pittsburgh. You and I talked a little bit last week about Pittsburgh as a potential opponent. And I, before you jump in to say it, thank you. I know. Nailed the wild card weekend uh, mm-hmm. schedule mm-hmm. predictions. Nailed. It looked pretty familiar. If when, it's when the I Steelers, it. it's Sunday at 1. If it's the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, we differed on how big a test Pittsburgh might be. Because I, I think they're a little bit dangerous. Because of Tomlin, because of like how Mason Rudolph has opened things up. The Baltimore game was anything special, but did you see the weather? Oh my gosh. Like, just horrendous. I mean, I think, of course, like the Bills will respect them. They're not going to... It's the wild card round. They're not going to just think it's a joke. You know, last year... With the Dolphins here, with Skylar Thompson, it was kind of like that. You know, mm-hmm. just looking ahead, um, still getting over Hamlin and look, looking kind of past the Dolphins maybe. But I don't, think, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers really give you that concern. I mean, the history, mm-hmm. all the winning they've done, the coach, I think you just would grind here this week. Uh, yeah, I, I would expect. Especially after, you know... I mean, th- these guys know that the clock is ticking on their window to some extent. I mean, it always is for everyone. You're, you're getting another year older, so here's an opportunity now. And they, they must realize, for all the ups and downs of the season, like we've already talked about, you know, here we are sitting here on January 8th, and they're the two seed. Like, they're, they're as, as good a bet as they've been any one of these other years. But getting there was, you know, certainly more arduous. Uh, I would think all of that put together would have them focused on no matter who they could be playing Indianapolis. And I think they'd be dialed in. I, I think I, just, I don't think that they're going to have trouble keeping, you know, that McDermott or the coaching staff have trouble keeping people's attention this week. No, I don't either. I think that's right because like they've been in playoff mode. I'm sure they'll all say it all week. We've had our playoffs started in at Thanksgiving or something, yeah. but the other side of that is it can wear you out. You know, like if if the Bills, we we might end up there too. I mean, let's not dwell on this. That's what happened last year. Last year was two thirds of the way through the season. Hmm, is everything okay? You know, you had two weather events that the first one forces them to relocate a game. The second one, Christmas Eve. I don't know how directly it affected the Bills for that game in Chicago, but we went through it. I mean, you had then you had Hamlin. And when it ended, I know this was you, mm-hmm. when it ended, it's like, they've got to be exhausted. And look, it's not that different, in my opinion, this year, because you don't really sort of, you can't quantify this stuff, just the emotions of it. They didn't have the trauma right. of what Hamlin was, 
But, man, like they've had a coaching change, and they spent a lot of time talking about that. There was whatever. Like Alan's talking about all the meetings that they've had along the way here. We've wondered out on the outside. <laughs> the coach was under that, siege. Yeah. That, mm. too. And these recent games, they've had to – they squeezed them out, Chargers and Patriots, and that's exactly what last night was, too. You know, that's the downside of it, I think, compared to a team like the Ravens, who also get another week off, by the way, uh, to add to this, that they just have not had. But we decide on, this is what I think happened after Cincinnati last year, we decide on what it was when it's over. Yeah. Oh, you were tired. You know, or if Baltimore lays an egg like they did in in the playoffs as the one seed the last time, like, oh, well, they just, you know... Too, too much time off. Yeah, this we'll, is how we'll, we do we'll it. decide when, when we see the games whether the Bills are battle-tested and dialed in because they've had these close wins, and so they've been in this mode, and it's familiar, and so there'll be no panic when they're in, if they are in, and maybe an unexpectedly close game even this week against the Steelers, that they, you know, they're iron-willed now. They, they know how to... And if, uh, if that doesn't happen, if somehow they, they lose this game, uh, yeah, maybe they will have run out of gas again. I mean, I don't, I, I don't have... I, I think the emotional turmoil, certainly of the Hamlin situation last year, which is just such an unprecedented event, um, but coupled with everything else, like I, I've said a few times, you know, not that it's super important, but you bring up last year, I was worried about them before Hamlin got hurt, that they might be sort of on E from all of the turmoil that they had, you know, Christmas Eve and the other blizzard and everything moving games and all that stuff. It was just, there was a lot to go through. And then on top of that, you had, um, this unprecedented life altering event in a game on the field. So this year, like, I, I don't know, I'm not thinking about their mental health here. Cause I, I feel like they should be in pretty, pretty good shape. Like they, what about our own? They've got, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I feel great. Uh, I know that. Um, and you know, it's another year where you can, <laughs> like you, you give the speech I think I did in the spring or the summer about the schedule and about the seating and what kind of year it's going to be and like beware the overreaction at any point in the season because it's probably going to be hard. They've got a, they've got a tough schedule and again they didn't lose the games that maybe we were most worried about uh, and lost to some other teams, but the year still spit out the result where. You're the second best team in the conference, and you're playing at home. And you know, again, in early December, that seemed like you you would have taken that and run. What about week one? What about week one? Would you have taken this week one before the season oh. started? No, I, I would. No, I think most would have the the two. Yeah, I think the two. Yeah, I think so. That means you won your division. That means you're playing one, two or more home games. The one was always going to be hard with that schedule. The schedule point. Uh, the the reason you say no is like there's a lot. It's a big advantage. Right. Right. I mean, the Bills would love to have a week off and then maybe play the Steelers anyway. <laughs> Who knows what would happen? Uh, they would love to. Have, any team would love to have that. But um, no such luck. But I think before the season, if you're offered first place, two seed, you take it. Yeah. You know, almost any team ever, mm-hmm. I think, would, would want to take that. So, um, you on the Steelers now. So, I was more respectful toward them last week than you were. I think that, that might not be exactly the right word, but res- respectful of their chances. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I just can't, I just can't see it. And and look, one guy doesn't have to be, uh, you know, s- such a such a loss. But T.J. Watt is a huge factor. Like he he's he's one guy that if you end up in a game that's closer than the spread is, what are we talking about? Ten points here, ten well, and a half. Well, yes. When you're done, I want to talk about okay. this. Um, if it ends up being a closer game than that, T.J. Watt is is a guy that you know make a play or two that could swing it, and his not being around. I mean, that's just a massive loss. I mean, he might be the player of the year on defense in the league, and you know he suffers that injury pretty late in that game yeah. too. Like you know, not exactly like Brad. They weren't up by any thirty like Bradley Chubb got hurt last week in Baltimore for Miami, but still uh, tough to see him go down when he went down for them, but. It's great news for the Bills. I mean, they don't have another guy to plug in that can do what that guy does. He's one of the best. You know, he's elite. You know, I'm, I'm sort of almost flippant about, we knew the Bills were better than the Dolphins. We knew this all year. They were three games behind in, we, through 12 games. I'm like, they're not, the Dolphins aren't a better team, though. Um, but you're right to point out the injuries. It was, of course, was a big topic last week, all the guys that were missing for Miami. If you had Waddle, that's they're not throwing to Claypool with the game on the line, right? right? And Craycraft and Cedric Wilson. I mean, it's a mash unit. After is that? That's not a mash unit. Is if the guys are injured, right? I don't. I don't want mash unit. But it's just like replacement level guys. Yeah. After Tyreek Hill, uh, tight end included. So mm-hmm. huge difference. And if you have Chubb or one of their edge rushers, either one, that Allen run maybe doesn't happen. Like we've right. seen the Dolphins last night. There were there was evidence of it, but Allen got there. Like they are, they are very physical with him, and relentless. So you take stars off the field one by one, that much less chance of success for Miami. But any one of those guys could have made made the difference uh, last night, which with as close a game sure. as it was. Yeah, Jalen Phillips and and Chubb, big losses on the edge. We knew that going in, and you know the Bills were able. I mean, Allen had to move around a lot, but. They also ample. Oh, had, he had a lot of time, a lot of the time, to do really what he wanted to do uh, in the game. So, and, and such a relief for for me, and I know a lot of fans were like minded that we talked to last week to see him post that stat line. Yes, last night. Yes, you know we're we're in the thirties in completions, three hundred fifty yards, the rushing to go with it. The only thing he doesn't do in this game is score. Doesn't get to that team right. record for rushing touchdowns. You know, amazing that. You could have this player, as we 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 know, who could do that too. Uh, he doesn't do that, but love seeing like the passing game has been a real topic. And who gets there? Shakir leading the way again. Diggs, Kincaid, and you wonder whether Davis's absence might have somehow been a net positive. It's pretty harsh to put it like that, but finally the passing game gets off. And um, you liked that, sh- that that happening last night because of the opponent too, the, the injuries, and and yes, I, I thought I thought they would look at the game as an opportunity to to get right in the passing game. Uh, if, you, if you don't have to fear a team's pass rush, I mean that's just really advantageous. And so, and they were down a top corner too, and Howard. So yeah, and you know, it, it, yeah, it worked. Um, it's funny, like I'm watching the gets, you know, when you, when you get a game and you're not like, I wasn't working. We, we didn't have post game last night. Nate Geary do, does these night games. So I'm watching, but I'm not, I don't have a box score open, you know, like I'm not monitoring stats. They're telling yeah. you on TV now and then, but the game ends. And I look at Allen's stat line. I'm like, this is, 
it's a little bit of a trick when there aren't points to go with it, right? You see, you, you, but then you remember, like, oh, yeah, they had, like, an 80-yard drive and then turned it over. And then they had a 75-yard drive and then turned it over. And a lot of that was the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, if, if you were really worried about it, and I get why you would have been, um, and I was, you know, I was certainly concerned about it because we hadn't seen it. I was hopeful it would come back. Um, maybe yesterday did a lot of good for, for fans. Like if you wanted to see them round into form in the passing game, I think you got a good dose of that last night. Second highest net passing yard game of the season, London. Jacksonville's number one. A lot of garbage time in that one, though. So arguably their best offensive showing of the year. The other Dolphin game was like quick touchdowns. This one was long drives without points. The opposite in that way, but good is good. Second highest total yards output of the year, and I don't think Philadelphia would have been number one had that game not gone to overtime. So you got you got it all, except for, you know, okay, points and <laughs> touchdowns and even field goals. You got everything else from the offense last night. On to the playoffs. Mike Schoben, the Bulldog here. Eric Wood for Eastern. Sal Capaccio at five. We'll talk about the other matchups, everything that went down last night, and where the Bills go from here. Maybe it's all the way. 803-0550 for your calls. This is WGR. To a back-to-pass, looking left, trying to find Hill downfield, and it's picked off. Christian Benford intercepted it. He undercut the route by Tyreek Hill and picked it off. It's a huge difference-making interception. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 